I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. In today's episode, you'll hear from Amelia Schulte. She's a first-time marathoner who trained for and ran the Chicago Marathon. And she's gonna talk about the mental and physical struggles she went through when hitting the wall. So, hope you enjoy this one. And here she is, here's Amelia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Amelia. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for connecting. I uh, have been following your journey for a while online as you were kind of prepping for your first marathon. And, and as you know, that's, that's what we're all about. And mm-hmm. so I uh, wanted to connect. And, and first of all, congratulate you on your big finish. Oh, thank you. How, how was it running the uh, famous Chicago Marathon? <laughs> it was honestly kind of surreal. Um, and I might be able to answer this question better once I've done another marathon, just because I have nothing to compare it to. But I mean, for me, like leading up so many people just kept telling me, Oh, Chicago is a great first marathon. You're going to love the crowds. You're going to love the energy. And that couldn't have been a more true statement. I don't think that there was ever a stretch of the marathon where there wasn't just so many people cheering with signs and handing out, I don't know, random, like donuts or shots or something like that all (laughs) along the way so that definitely helped cool well i don't know about the donuts and shots thing but (laughs) all the other stuff sounds great yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i want to know a little bit about you as i'm sure (laughs) listeners do if you could Mm -hmm. maybe share you know who you are where you're from what you do for fun all that good stuff yeah of course um I'm 25. I'm born and raised in Texas. I grew up in a very small town and then moved to Austin after college. Um, I have a normal corporate job and um, I always liked running um, growing up. Like I wasn't much of an athlete, but I liked uh, like cross country and track. I did it for a couple of years of high school and then stopped. Like it's not like that was my passion or anything like that. Um, But I just picked up running again post-college for really no other reason other than the fact that I bought a pair of Hoka sneakers because they're like trendy. And I thought, (laughs) let's see if these things are running shoes. And it like reignited something in me, um, which really started my whole running journey. So of course, that's primarily what I do for fun. Um, 
I'm also married. I have a almost three-year-old yellow lab um, and we love to like go to the parks with her and like take her for walks. She's like our whole world. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. what kind of Hoka's did you buy? That's uh, I know the question. Oh, on great question. <laughs> Clifton sevens. Cool. Clifton's mm-hmm. are, are uh, I've heard good things. Um, yeah. I mean, I still, I, I trained a lot for Chicago in the new Clifton's, the nines um, this past cycle. They just work really well for me. I feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I just keep rebuying. Yeah. And so did you, mm-hmm. so you ran the race in the Clifton's? Oh, no, sorry. They were, they were a, a trainer for me throughout this training cycle, but Got I it. didn't race in them. Okay. What mm-hmm. did you race in? I raced in the, uh, I hope this is correct. It's kind of a mouthful. I think it's the New Balance Super Comp Elite okay. shoe. Um, loved, loved that shoe. Nice. Well, we can mm-hmm. talk more about that maybe later, um, get into specifics yeah. of why you train in one versus race in another. Sure, yeah. I know that's a, a question a lot of new runners have. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you got the pair of shoes, you kind of rekindled this excitement about running. Mm-hmm. Um, t- tell me about your training process. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, like, like why train for a, a, mm-hmm. a marathon if you, you know, hadn't been running all along, like what yeah. sparked that yeah, goal? Um, so flashback to when this happened, I think this was like January of 2021 that I, um, decided that I wanted to like be a runner or perhaps it was 22. I don't know. A couple years ago. Yeah. Um, to start running again because this, that's when I bought the Hoka's and I went on a couple of runs. It was helping me with like mental health things, like just getting out of the apartment. Um, so I asked my brother if he would ever want to do a half because I just kind of was getting up to like six or seven miles on my own of just like working up the distance. And I remember when I hit four miles, which is so funny to think about, I thought, I bet I could run 13 of these, like no problem. What (laughs) what is it? So I asked him and he's like, oh yeah, I've actually always wanted to do that. So he and I just found a race that like worked with our schedules and found a simple like half marathon training program online. I think it's like Halton, if I'm saying that wrong. Um, uh, but it was like 10 or 12 weeks, something like that. And so that was the beginning of the year. And throughout that process is when I started to find other runners on like social media, um, where I was learning a lot about running. I was finding like running podcasts and just started to get really into it. And, um, of course all the gear too, like the running shoes and, um, like the headphones and watches and all of that. So by the time I ran that half, I was like, I, I want to do this again. I know I could do this better. But um, still, I had no intentions of ever running a full. Like, that was mind-blowing to me. Um, so then throughout that summer is when I started finding running groups in Austin. Um, and I joined a group where I was on a team and I have a coach. And so I spoke with him about my goals and I signed up for the Dallas half and um, he wrote up a plan for me where I was really pushing mileage. When I trained for the first half, 10 miles, and when I trained for the second half, I went up to 16 a couple of times. So I run the second half, and it was just so amazing, and I was fired up from it. And after that, I just kind of started to think, like, I really loved the training aspect of it. I loved how it made me feel. I loved pushing myself and seeing what I was capable of. Um, I loved the way that it was, like, affecting me in every other area of my life so I knew I wanted to keep that and I just thought if I could run 16 the farthest that you go up in training for a full is 
like 20 or 22, that's not that much more than 16. I could do that. Yeah. And I have all this time to prep for it. And um, so I just made the leap. And it was really because I just wanted to do something that felt so impossible for me and prove to myself that I could commit, I could show up for myself, that I was worthy of that, that I could achieve a big goal in running and just in life too. I wanted it to be this like benchmark for me that I could look back on. Um, so that's really how I went from never really running. And then all of a sudden now want to be a marathoner. <laughs> yeah. Well, well now you are congrats on that. And Thank it's, you. it's really, it's such a huge jump. So many people do it mm-hmm. though. And, and mm-hmm. you talked about it making a big difference in your life. Um, yeah. can you, can you share some of the areas in your life or, or I guess how you've mm-hmm. already just a few weeks after that race, how it's, yeah. how it's made a difference in your life already? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you start to see the difference throughout training because it's, it's a beast to commit to, and there's no other way to get better other than to be consistent. So I think that I started to notice a difference in just like how much I valued myself. Not that I had poor self-esteem or anything like that before. I, I wouldn't describe myself as that, but I also wouldn't say that I was like an overly confident person. And I think that just after weeks and weeks and weeks of waking up early, of running all these miles, it started to just really build my confidence that I could be um, someone who achieves big things. Um, And then once the marathon came, um, I think just having my family there who went through this training with me, like they're so supportive, like it was just like a collective win for all of us. And it felt really special to like look back on who I was two years ago before I started this running journey and who I am now, I think it's inevitable for that to permeate into your life. I mentioned earlier that I have a normal corporate job. I, I had quit my job at the beginning of the summer and I just got a new job. So like going through the interview process, I would get so nervous. And then I would think to myself, I can run a marathon. I can be in this interview. Silly as that sounds. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. I, I can totally relate. And I, I've had those same exact thoughts where I'm about to do something scary and and then I think back to my races and I'm like, oh, I could I could do mm-hmm. that thing. Like totally. But yeah, you think about yeah. that and, and it's it's totally um yeah. it, it, it opens up all these new doors. And and another thing you said was you talked about consistency and no one can run a marathon for you. And so it really mm-hmm. takes your own discipline as you mentioned and being consistent and that's really the only way to improve there's no magic pills no magic pair of shoes yeah. um mm-hmm. it's it's literally all on the consistency that that you put into it and that like you said permeates okay, yeah. into the other areas of your life so thank you for sharing that Absolutely. of course super helpful um tell me about what before we get into actual race day tell me about what you would have changed throughout your training mm-hmm. process if anything maybe it went perfectly <laughs> No, God, no. Um, no, one thing that I would absolutely change and well, maybe not change, but something that I really need to work on that I'm prioritizing for this next cycle is, um, race day fuel, like gels, choose whatever you choose to do. Um, I, I used the same gels that I used in my half in December last year. Um, but to be honest with you training all summer in Austin, it was, um, you know, miserable at times because it's so hot that whenever you're running in the heat, the last thing that you want to do is pull um, a warm gel out of your spy belt 
and take it. I had had stomach issues with um, that gel previously, but I thought I didn't relate it to the gel. It, during the marathon, I took chews first, felt great, took the gel, and then my stomach was just in knots, like cramping so much after the gel. And I did not fuel at all after mile 15. Um, oh. And if you're a first timer or like you don't know what that means and you're listening, just know that that's bad. Yeah. That I could have done. I could have felt so much better had I been properly fueled. So that's a major, major thing. Like, you know, there's there's some other little things here and there, but I think that that was the biggest thing that affected my race. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In talking to a lot of new marathoners, that seems to be the number one area mm -hmm. that, that, that newer marathoners can't mm -hmm. seem to nail on their first time, which totally makes sense. It's kind of trial and error. Like, it takes one or two times to figure out. And then after yeah. that, it, it, you start to realize what works for you. Yeah. How, yeah, for sure. How might you have maybe knowing what you know now changed your training though, to, to learn that quicker. So you didn't have to learn it on race day. Um, to implement those um, gels that you want to try out during your long runs or even like your medium long runs, like even if you have like eight to 10 miles, try it out and see how it feels when you're actually running. Um, I was just not really taking that seriously throughout my long runs. Like even like I did a 20 miler um, in September and didn't take a single chew or gel or anything. Um, and I was just relying on like, I would bring electrolytes with me and with my running group, we have water stops. So I would like stop and get Gatorade or something like that and then keep going. So I would advise for you to, treat that part just as important as like the mileage that you're getting in and like you know how you hear people say to have a dress rehearsal like try out your race day outfit yeah do everything that you're going to do on race day beforehand including your fuel yeah i love that let's talk about the chicago marathon um mm -hmm. one of the world majors it's mm -hmm. probably the fastest of the six from what i've heard and and just such a great mm -hmm. race um, I've never run it. I'm, I'm hoping I get in the lottery this year, but how did you get in? Did you do charity or did you get in? I did. Lottery? Yeah. I did a charity. Oh, cool. Can you, can you share mm -hmm. a little bit about that experience? So maybe there's people listening, they can sure. get in the same way. Yeah, of course. I, um, I just went to the website. I believe that there is a tab on the website that shows you all of the charities that are connected to the marathon. And I just went through and read about each of them in picked one out that resonated with me. And then um, if I'm remembering correctly, there's contact information there on the website if you are interested in running for them. So I just reached out and had a phone call and um, they had a spot for me and they got me all set up. Um, I mean, pretty early on, I want to say like beginning of the year, um, maybe around January, February, that time frame. Okay. So mm -hmm. that seemed to work out for you. You raised yeah. the money and you got mm -hmm. your ticket in. Um, mm -hmm. tell me about race day and, and how everything went for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just on the same line of like race day fuel, um, I pre-race eating, um, I had that down and I was eating this planning to eat the same thing I always eat before I run. Um, but I was not prepared for how nervous I was when I woke up. I could not eat my breakfast either. I barely I didn't even finish a whole like frozen waffle, like the Kodiak cake frozen waffles, what I had, I couldn't even get one of those down. So that 
that on top of not fueling during the race was tough. Yeah. But um, but all that said, everything else was went really well. I mean, like I mentioned, I trained in Austin all summer. Um, so waking up to 45 degrees was so happy that it was cold. Um, and we uh, got to the start line. Um, I mean, I didn't find the corral situation to be as overwhelming as I expected. I think if you're a first time marathoner or just a first time in a major, that part was very um, intimidating to me of like getting to the right gate so that I could get into my right corral. There's so many and there's so many people that I was nervous that I wouldn't be able to find it. Um, but it was the, the people of Chicago that put on this marathon could not have made it more clear. Like there was so many signs. It was amazing. Um, and then once we got going, I truly felt so good until about mile 21 and a half is when things started going downhill for me. But from zero to 21 and a half, I told myself that I was going to be present. I, I didn't want to miss out on how incredible it was to get to be a part of that marathon um, even because I was so focused on trying to perform. You know, I really wanted to just enjoy it. And so I was trying to um, like look up into the crowds the whole time and read people's signs. And my family was able to see me three times during the race. And I, you know, they say, stay on the blue line. You don't want to run more than you have to, but I absolutely sprinted to the sidelines to high five them, you know, like for me, that was a bigger priority than my time. So I wanted to make the most of it. And I'm so glad that I did because it was just hard to even put into words how special it was. Um, and then at mile 21 and a half, my husband jumped in and ran with me for about half a mile, just like pumping me up to get through these last few. And miles 21 to 25 was the hardest thing I've ever done mentally and physically. Um, but once I hit 25, something in me clicked and it was like home stretch. And I'll never forget the feeling of turning the corner after that bridge and seeing the finish line. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me a little more about what you were feeling 21 to 25? Um, mm -hmm. If you could just kind of try to describe it. I know it's so hard, mm -hmm. but to put it mm -hmm. into words so people can understand yeah. what you go through in those few miles. For sure. I think, um, I think you hear people talk about hitting a wall. And I hadn't really understood that until I started really running um because that is exactly what it feels like you are completely fine and then it's like you slammed into a brick wall and now you're not fine and um i i don't fault myself for this because i do think that like you can only be so prepared for the marathon but if you've never run 26.2 miles then you don't know what it's going to be like to run 26.2 miles and I knew that going into it, but I still was really shocked by how hard it was at the end there. Um, cause like I mentioned, I only went up to 20 miles in my training, which is completely normal. But, um, I think that what happened is that when things started to get really tough on me, number one, I hadn't done this before. So I didn't really have like a past experience to compare it to, to convince myself that I could do it cause I've done it before. And number two, um, I was so physically and mentally drained at that point that I like, you know, I know that my mind gives up before my body, but I think my body being tired kind of drained some of the mental strength from me too, because it's like, I would, I would convince myself that I was okay. I could get back up to race pace. I could keep going and it would take so much of my strength to 
level head space that I was in of like staying on race pace. You've got this, you're strong, you're almost there. And I could hold it for around a half a mile. And then I would just like crumble again. It's like hitting the wall again. When then I would just like slow way down and be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't think I can keep going. Um, so I kind of went up and down in this like yo-yo yeah. up until mile 25 of just being like, you're not going to give up. You can do this. And then crumbling again and being like, wow, this is hard. I just want to walk that kind of thing. Um, but I just think at 25, like, my mentality shifted because then it felt feasible only 1.2 miles left like that something about that in my brain reminded my body that I was okay and I was strong and I could finish um but I think that that's just one of those things now that when I do this again I know that at mile 22 I'm gonna want to lay down just so bad yeah but I can look back and be like you got through it in Chicago and you're stronger now so you definitely can get through it now you know? Yeah. 100%. No one can yeah. prepare you for the pain that you feel during mm-hmm. those miles. And you know, oh. you go into it not even expecting it. And then it happens mm-hmm. for the first time ever. But then you only have one first time of having to go through that. And then it just so becomes true. part of, 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 of what you do. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's great to hear that. Um, I also think like your fueling definitely had something to do with that. Mm -hmm. And so next time around when you're fueled properly and you have Mm -hmm. this experience under your belt, you're going to have like a way better race the second time around. For sure. I totally agree. And that's, I was really surprised by how I felt ending the marathon because like leading up to it, I'm going like 45 mile weeks. Like I'm so tired getting a little burnt out. I think that's normal. Um, and so I was excited about like post-marathon taking a break, doing yoga, doing some low impact workouts for a while. But the second I crossed the finish line, I was just like so confident that number one, I wanted to do that again. And number two, I could do it so much better. Yeah. I love that. There are, no. I've always said there are two types of people after they finish a marathon that the ones like you that are just <laughs> determined to, to do better, um, mm-hmm. knowing, you know, learning from the process. And then the second type, which are absolutely never want to put themselves through that again. And, um, yeah. which is fair, <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> so uh, for what's next for you, do you, do you have another race in mind? I do. I have a couple of races in mind for next year and I need to set up a call with my coach and be like, what do you think I should do? Um, I'm a little bit torn. My friend and I have talked about entering the Berlin lottery, which would be September, end of September, 2024. Um, So we wouldn't find out until December, whether or not we got into that. So I don't know if I can really like make a move until then. Um, but I also, part of me wants to do a spring marathon. I've been talking to my friends about Eugene, um, just because that would mean not training through the summer heat again, but I don't, I don't know. I, I go back and forth about it. Um, so I'm hoping to get that figured out in the next few weeks, or maybe I just wait we enter Berlin and we kind of see what happens from there. But, um, I'm not, I'm not sure what to do next. Yeah. Well, good on you to be thinking about it strategically, you know, time of year, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. I think too many new runners just pick a race because 
it's random and they, they, you Mm -hmm. know, but I, I, that's definitely, as I've gotten, as I've gained experience, I have started to pick races based on like, what is my goal? You know, do I want to enjoy Mm -hmm. the process? Do I want to go somewhere scenic? Like, do I want a race that I'm going to suffer through or do I want to enjoy the race? All those things, like you can kind of go into it, educate, and there's so many resources online to figure that out ahead of time. Yeah, for sure. There is there is a lot to it. And I think that that's part of my thought process with Berlin, too, is I don't know if I want that to be my second marathon. I don't know if I want to I don't know if I got in if that's one I would want to take super seriously, because it could be a really incredible trip. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to like miss out on it because I'm so focused on like PRing. like maybe that's something I want to do to enjoy. Sure. I'm not sure. Well, maybe that's the one you enjoy. And then you do one to try to PR in uh, the spring. Mm-hmm. Just just saying. Um, yeah, no, that's a great thought process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's been great chatting with you. Uh, any Anything that you would want to share with, that you haven't already shared with a first timer who's yeah. listening to this? Yeah, for sure. I, um, I mean, I am on the internet as a runner. Like I post all kinds of things and finding other people like me on Instagram and on TikTok that chase big goals and were into running really helped me and encouraged me through my running process. So I'm certainly pro, um, like running influencers. Absolutely. And I've met some incredible people in the community. Like it's truly changed my life, but my advice for first time marathoners or people just getting into running, even if you're not doing the marathon is to take what you see on the internet with a grain of salt, because running is extremely personal and, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's goals are different. Everyone's body is different. And using the internet or like someone that you follow on the internet as your like North star can be really challenging and detrimental to your journey. I don't want people to look at others on the internet and think like, that's what I should be doing. Those are the shoes I need. That's the training I need to do. That's the mileage I should be doing, etc. I wouldn't encourage you to take inspiration and encouragement um, and the sense of community from that, but to remember that this is your own journey and whether that's like finding a different training program or a running group or a coach, et cetera, but um, to have those boundaries for yourself, because that's like only going to help you. I can't look at someone on the internet, do exactly what they're doing and get their same results. Cause we're not the same person, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, I just want people to, to get the best of what they can from their running journey. That's great advice. And if people wanted to follow you, what's the best way to do mm-hmm. that? I am on Instagram and TikTok at Miles with Amelia. Perfect. Easy enough. And Amelia yeah. is just spelled the usual way A A M E L I A, correct? That's correct. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know this is going to be valuable to first timers or even people who are seasoned. They love hearing stories from, uh, from newbies. And and I guess you're not so much a newbie anymore. You're, you're, uh, you're a marathoner and I'm excited to see your journey (laughs) moving forward. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you. We'll catch up with you later. Follow us on Instagram at crummy marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K.